So welcome back again to the second part of Come and See Inspirations. My name is John Kelly. Still joined in the studio here by Anne. And as I said, Martina O'Sullivan is joining us again today. Welcome again to the programme, Martina. Thanks again for, Thank you, for joining us. Mm-hmm. So, Martina, you're here to share some good news, some other faith topics with us, some more encouraging news with us. Uh, it's, about a, it's about a faith camp that you've been involved with over the last number of years, and thanks again for joining us. So maybe the first thing is, what's a faith camp? What's it <laughs> well, it's a gathering of both young and old, really. Initially, okay. when uh-huh. we started, um, I thought it was all a, going to be all about these young 5 to 12-year-olds, and mm-hmm. they're going to mm-hmm. be learning about the faith, but... Uh, it has evolved and I have seen, um, you know, you see the children come, but they have to be taught. So we have to have volunteers. OK. And every year the Lord provides beautiful young people who give up their time completely voluntarily. And they're ranging in the ages from, we'll say, 18 to very good. 70. Uh, very good, very good, very good. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, the grey haired folk doesn't get to teach to get into the faith lesson um, they mm-hmm. don't put on any faith lesson cap like the, the, the faith lessons are taught in the classrooms by young people Okay. and Father Patrick is really really um, adamant that that must always be the case because it's almost peer to peer then you know Okay. so it all started down in Ardmore uh, um, I went down with Lorraine Wolf. we both had two children each so we rented a house and we went and Margaret Meehan was the girl that started it in, in Ardmore. She was about running her, about her third one at that stage. So she's the mammy of the faith camps now. How did you find out about that? How, how did well, you find Lorraine's it? sister, Louise, volunteered. And she said okay. to Lorraine, you know, Lorraine, I think you'd really love this and the lads would really benefit. So we went on, we rented a house and we saw all of these beautiful children inside in Ardmore school. And... Mm-hmm. Um, then, you know, we were going to be coming down. I said, well, we'll come down again next year. We'll book a house and we'll volunteer properly. This time we were only making sandwiches this year because we kind of mm-hmm. we came in very mm-hmm. late. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Roche, Lorraine um, uh, persuaded me to say, look, Martin, look, we should give the opportunity of, to the Abbeyfield children and, and, and the surrounding children to have what these children have here. So I said, no. Because too much trouble. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, Lorraine persuaded me and... Um, Thank God she did. So anyway, we asked Father Patrick before we left to see, you know, would he come? Because we couldn't have it without him. Mm. And he said he would. And then we had to bring Nolik Lillis, who's a secondary school teacher in Mitchellstown. And she is really like, we'd have no camp without Nolik because she prepares all the faith lessons and she does. She's every aspect of it covered, like music, sport, all all the dramas. She does all of that. She brings all the costumes for the children. So anyway, a faith camp is, it starts on, well, our camp starts on 20, the Monday. Just before you say that now. Yeah. You've mentioned Father Patrick a few yeah. times. Yeah. Who's Father Patrick? Yeah, well, now? Father Patrick is Father Patrick Cahill. Okay. And he is, um, he has a special mission down in Glencomer in County Waterford called the Holy Family Mission. Okay. And I call it, it's like the upper room, really. Mm-hmm. They've got a big, huge house. It used to be owned by... What order? Oh, yeah. I can't, it'll can't come to me, it, but anyway. Yeah. Um, so he has... The, he, Bishop Fancy was gifted this house for nothing. Hmm. Now, three months before he was gifted the house, Father Patrick had said to him that he had this idea, like if we could get somewhere where I could go in with two or three others and that we could invite young people, young over 18s, mm-hmm. to come residential for a year and I will teach them the faith. Three months later... The um the the person that owned the house the the prior mm-hmm. 
came along and said to Bishop Fancy, Bishop Fancy, by the way, you know, we're moving out of our big house because we can't mm-hmm. afford to run it, etc., mm-hmm. etc. Et and our, our, our staff are depleted. And he said, look, I'd like to give it to you. He said, would you have use for it? He said, I just might. There, it, it just a thought comes to my mind. There is something that happens that sometimes we don't always understand. On the one side, people were saying, isn't that a shame now that that order has to go mm-hmm. and move, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. And so many people would have liked them and, and mm-hmm. experienced them over the mm-hmm. years. But the Lord had another plan. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. Something completely different. I will not leave you orphans. You got it. Yeah. So he, so Father Patrick has been down there now for a few years. Yeah, there? this is his third year now. Yeah, yeah. And it's growing and growing and growing. And I mean, the the, 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 the young people that are there now are being asked. They've been asked to knock. They're being asked to Dublin. They're being asked to Clonmacnoise. They're being asked to a whole lot of places to give their testimonies. Mm-hmm. Mm. And the effect that these people, that, that, that this ministry is having in their lives... And I suppose if you were to kind of sum it up, I actually heard one of them. Um, she was talking at the Adoramus a weekend in Knock. Mm-hmm. And she spoke about she had no self-worth. She didn't realize the dignity that she has as a child mm-hmm. of God. She had no confidence. And now she's completely transformed. And the age group? Age group would be from 19 to 30. Oh. So these are really, you know, these like these are apostles, disciples being formed, you know, mm. and I mean, I think they're going to they're going to transform the face of Ireland. There's no doubt mm. about it. And Father Patrick, you know, we need to pray for him because he's he's doing wonderful work, and uh, he's really like last weekend. Now he was um, doing a men's retreat. And the weekend before, he was in Cork doing something else. In fact, he had um, one of the our my faith camp volunteers got married two weeks, so he couldn't come to her wedding because he he was booked for something else. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So he's incredibly busy, and as well, like obviously, we need to pray very hard for him because he's doing he, he's very formative young people's minds. You know, he's changing a lot of my uh, young people in in Ireland. For those people who had been been attending the Divine Mercy Conference, I actually heard him. Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, he gave a beautiful. Um, how many there? I say for he about did. forty minutes, forty-five minutes, yeah. in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah, he did. Yeah, which was full of life and full of good news. Yeah, yeah. And he led us into a secret. I think he'll soon be forty. That's right. I mean, it's that wonderful to have a, a priest of that. I you know. know. That, you yes. Know? Yeah. And he was connecting with young. Now he's young himself, mm-hmm. so he was connected with young people. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that just at the start of your introduction. You even mentioned that Father Patrick is insistent that young people. Teach. Work with yes, the yeah. young people. Oh, yeah. yeah. And there's obviously a reason for that. Because, there is, yeah. Because they can connect. Yeah, they can. Yeah, There's an instant connection mm. with you, you, youth to youth. And you see, the beauty is that, you see, before they can teach the faith to the children, Father Patrick has to teach them how to teach it. Yes. So, you see, the faith is being passed on to them as a mm. result of the teaching that he gives them. The Like, for, for, the, first, for the first day, of the, the camp starts on Monday. We have to all meet on Sunday night. And part of that meeting is... He sits down with each different group and like the same story is being taught to all the children, but it's been taught differently because of the age difference. Like you can't mm-hmm. t- teach five year olds the same as you teach 12 year olds. So he does all of that. And you see, they're learning about the various different aspects of the faith through that, you know. And then um, one b- huge important aspect of the faith is fellowship where nobody brings a lunch. We, I have kitchen staff, catering staff, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they prepare the morning uh, break, the 15 minute break, and then we prepare lunches, lunch for them. So they all meet in the dining, in, in the kitchen, in the staff room, 
and and the brothers, uh, Father Patrick brings two brothers and two sisters from the family of Mary and they interact and weave around all these lovely mm. young people and they learn. They just pick up the faith through osmosis then, you know. Yeah. You know, right, just before we actually get into the mm-hmm. into nitty gritty and what happens and so on and so forth, um, the age group. Five uh, years. They have to be five because it's from 10 a.m. to three. So, you know, when you go to school, you finish at two because you're junior infants mm-hmm. and you're, you know, whatever. So they have to be five because it's a long day uh, and uh, it's a busy day. And then the, the oldest age group is 12, like sixth class. It's from, you know, juniors to six. Like. And so they uh, so they start in the morning about what time? Ten. And Ten to three. Ten to three o'clock. Yeah. OK, what happens? OK, in the morning uh, they arrive in and we usually have a morning prayer. So they, they like music is entered into um, music is a huge important part of the week. Mm-hmm. And like the aim, the overall aim for music at camp is, is like what do we want the children to learn that we want to experience through music. Music has a great way of setting an atmosphere and bringing people together, whether it be in prayer and praise or adoration and recreation. When it comes to prayer, all through the Bible, we're taught that music is an appropriate way to praise God. So the kids learn all these lovely hymns with actions mm-hmm. and they are just on fire because every child wants to sing and dance. Yes. And they're singing and dancing, mm-hmm. glorifying God. Mm-hmm. And it's all even my two children, when they were getting their confirmation, they didn't they didn't have to learn the fruits of the Spirit because they had it learned in camp through mm-hmm. actions mm-hmm. and the gifts mm-hmm. of the Spirit. They had it all off by heart. And those are the things, you know, that that, 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 that they would benefit. Yeah, by and they'll the never camp. forget them, you know. Mm. Yeah, they'll never forget them. So, um, uh, I suppose, like that, music is a huge part of 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 the camp. Now, there there is also um, sport, you know, and um, sport. You'd say, how could that be tied in with faith? But um, you know, we can teach the children that the experience through sport at games and camps, that the overall aim is to help the kids to see that the faith is alive and fun and that we can use the lessons we learn about faith in our mm. day-to-day living. Mm. Sharing, caring, you know, if somebody falls out in the yard playing sport, you go over and you pick them up and you nurse them and you put a plaster on and you bring them in later on when they feel better and all of that, you know. But I suppose the, the guiding principle of the faith camp uh, is that we want them to form a personal relationship with Jesus. Like when I speak, I have to speak at the very last day because we have the kids do drama. They learn about a particular saint for the week and then they act out his life mm. on the Friday for the mums and dads and grannies and granddads. And um, they like I have to say a few words at the very end of the last. And I always say that when these children are driving their car, what I would like them to do when they're looking for a parking space, the simplest things in life that they will automatically say, Jesus, please help me find a parking space mm. that they will have that, that he will be like as if he was a passenger in their car and that they will automatically think, well, I, I'm, I need something. So I need to say a simple prayer. And, you know, I was listening to a lovely CD. Um, My kids were at Camp Veritas, which we'll be talking about later Mm -hmm. on. But on my way home from that, I was listening to a lovely CD. He was um, a young American um, uh, football player. Mm. And he was talking about his own journey through life and his own conversion. But he spoke about, he gave a lovely analogy about a tandem bike. Mm. Now, John, do you know what a tandem bike is? I do, I do. So you've got two seats. 
Hmm. And the guy in front is supposed to steer and drive. The oh, thing. Right. And the fellow behind is only kind of a, you know, he's only hopping on for, that's me, yeah. he's only there for the beer. <laughs> yeah. But he, that man, that lovely young boy was talking about, you know, he re- when he realised that he was actually in the front seat and that God was in the back seat. Mm-hmm. And that un- it wasn't until he got off the front seat and asked Jesus to sit in the front seat and let him sit mm-hmm. behind. Yeah. And like, I suppose that's, no. Kids would have no concept that this is happening. But like, you know, there are many, many seeds sown. We don't know the seeds. Only God knows. Mm. But that, you know, I, my prayer is that they will be germinating right throughout their life and that they will realise how important it is to put God first mm. and let him steer. And I'm just wondering now, you know, that's all crossed my mind there, what they are going through there at the camp in thoughts and so on and so forth. Um, would they be similar to what they've been taught at school? Or something well, I suppose they would be much more child friendly mm. and they would be much like I suppose they'd be much because of the fact that there's so much joy. And, you know, there is an element in the school. Actually, we the safeguarding people came out from the diocese last year for the mm-hmm. first time and we kind of had an audit during mm-hmm. the camp mm-hmm. and they were just bowled over. Mm. They were bowled over more by the young volunteers because he said, Marty, you know, when you, when you mentioned 18, 19 year olds, now these are the safeguarding people mm-hmm, saying this mm-hmm. to me. He said, you know, we associate sullen teenagers mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. long faces and mm-hmm. phones. And mm-hmm. But he said every single one of them had a smile on their face. They were willing to engage. They were in totally and absolutely engaged with the children. And they, he, they could see that they wanted to bring good. Yeah to the children through mm, faith mm, mm. and they couldn't get over that the ethos that 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 solid ethos was there and it, it's so unique yeah, I, I've seen it I've seen it because I've been there thanks to yourself a few years yeah. ago you know but they said it's so unique and in fact they said they wanted to make it a template for very good you know excellent very good you know and I'm just wondering now those young people would also be learning too. They'd also be growing in faith too. Those 18 and 19 oh, and 20 yeah, I should. I mean, you know. I, I, like I would actually say that there's more going on for them than mm. the young people. You know, mm. like the young people, I suppose, maybe can get carried away with, with, with the songs and the jumping around and they might yeah. lose some of what they're <coughs> being taught. But the, 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 the 18 plus years olds, Mm. It's and and furthermore, they make lovely friends and they have each other's phone numbers and they meet at U two thousand after that. Very good, very good. And then I was thinking, I mean, they have they have daily mass, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and so their father Father Patrick mm-hmm. would be feeding them again. Oh, absolutely, yeah. In a way, they can understand. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's breaking it's, open the word of God and breaking open. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, um, Nolig Lillis has has she has a whole load of manuals written out. And one of them is is um, she sent it today by email to me. And she one of the chat, one of the paragraphs is about child centred liturgies. And this is what she says. Obviously, children should be helped to engage as fully as possible in the liturgy. But the lit- the, lit- the liturgy must be Christ centred. Mm. And that she recently saw an art display for First Holy Communion in which the children had all made a little monstrance. And in the place of the host, at the centre, was the child's face. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we don't, this is not what we do in, in Abbey Field. Mm-hmm. You know, in the monstrance, actually, they've done that. They've, they've, they've coloured monstrances, but they've they cut out the face of Jesus and they glued it into the centre of the monstrance. Wow. 
you know. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. they, they put a little little white little piece of paper so that they could lift it up so that they, you know, that he, Jesus is hidden. Yes, okay. You know. Okay, okay. So, you know, we attend Mass um, to thank God, to worship him, to be taught, nourished by him, not to celebrate ourselves. And like, I suppose the, the children are taught this even in the simplest of ways, you know, mm. that Jesus is what's important. And I be feel for the four days, our life is centred on him. We, this is why I work for him because he's been, he's been so good to me, mm-hmm. and um, you know the liturgy should be child friendly but Christ centred. And that brings me on to one more point there, too, because I'd noticed when I was with you there a few years ago, they also come to visit Jesus in the in Eucharistic adoration. They do, yeah. So there's a small little room there. There is, yeah. How yeah. do they react to that? You know, because beautiful, yeah, and they're so silent and so respectful. It's incredible. It's almost, you know that they instinctively know like you Mm. see this is what they they learn they learn more so you know than going to mass on Sundays because they hear people talking and sometimes it's noisy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but there is an incredible silence there isn't a you'd hear a pin drop I mean Mm -hmm. Father Patrick we have mass every day and like this young barely five year olds Mm. and they can sit inside in that room for 50 minutes without a word we never have to tell them to be quiet you know so obviously the God's grace is working mm. very powerfully. The Holy Spirit is there and he's feeding them, you know, he is feeding them and they, they are realising that, you know, this person is important. And the last day is when they present the life of a saint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, it's um, it's the children, but also the 18, 19 year olds who were there accompanying yeah. them each week and, and I, I was there as I said that particular time and it's very funny but very meaningful. Oh it is, yeah. They won't forget that they particular won't. Oh, saint. They won't, no. No, so, no, no, yeah. And that brings me to the other point that that, uh, that particular day um, the priests, uh, sorry, the parents and the guardians mm-hmm. uh, attend mm-hmm. attend that you know that particular session where they're presenting these things. So my, my thought here is what reaction do the parents get to all of this? Well, I suppose they're dying to see their Johnny and their Mary up on stage. Anyway, OK, that's that's yeah, that's that's that part of it. I suppose that's going to happen anyway. Yeah. And you see, John, when, when that happens, like their heart just melts. And I'm sure that it means so much more to them when they see their Johnny and their Mary playing the part of the saint or the disciple or yeah. whatever else, that it will stay with them forever. And I'm sure, and then Johnny and Mary's too will be coming on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and yeah. relating to the parents what they what they picked That's up right. during well, the week. A lovely story. The first year we did it, uh, and I met a woman in Tesco, and she came up to me in the aisle and she said, "Martina, I have a confession to make." She said, "My daughter was at your camp. We don't pray. Mm. We don't go to mass. Mm. Usually only Christmas and Easter. Mm. We don't say the rosary." Mm. And my child came home. On the Friday, no, with the, I didn't mention that they do beautiful stuff in art as well. Mm. Really, they make beautiful stuff like um, mm. crucifixes and um, photo frames, and they'd have Jesus in the in the center, and he they decorate it all around him, and they make crosses, and oh my God, and they make bracelets. But anyway, she brought all all her art stuff home, and she said, "Mom, have you a small table?" And she said, "I have. Have you a little white cloth? I have." So anyway, she got the cloth, she got the table, and she put everything that she made. And she had a crucifix. She had a rosary bead that she had made. She had she had a jam jar with Our Lady stuck to the lid, filled <laughs> with water and sprinklers. And she had that turned upside down with Our Lady standing up straight, looking okay, out at okay. her. And she said, "Mom, I need a small candle now, and I want you to come down here and kneel before kneel before this, and let's pray." Wow! This and was, she how was old was the child? Seven. Yeah. 
Out of the mouths of, of, of babes. babes. Yeah. Praise the Lord. You're doing great work there. So tell me, how many years have you, have you been doing this? This is our eighth now. Yeah, yeah. So we, it, as I said, we it was in Ardmore in 2011, Margaret Meehan, God bless her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this thought came in Lourdes to Margaret. Yeah, this is where she got the conviction in Lourdes. Being open, being open to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So there's seven, seven camps now all over Munster. So uh, there's one in Ardmore, Mitchellstown, McCroom, Killarney, Abbeyfield. There are two more and I can't remember. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, so the question is, I mean, when is yours? Uh, no. uh, ours is on Monday the 29th of July to August, Thursday, August the 1st. So the last three days in July and the first day of August. And, and it's, it's in St. Mary's Boys School in Abbeyfield and it's 10 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Now, my, it's on the Observer every week. My, my details are on the Observer and okay. you can ring me if you want to. I, okay. can, I can email anybody um, mm-hmm. um, an application form and um, they can just, you know, fill it up and fill so it up. So there's room? Oh yeah, there. loads of room, yeah. What's it cost? Uh, very cheap. Cheapest okay. camp that's going at the moment because okay. we want everybody to come. We don't want mm-hmm. money, to, you know, we don't want to stop anybody. The, uh, these things don't, don't operate in fresh air anyway. No, I mean, but like, no, the first child is only 40 euro. Okay. And, the, and each sibling after that is 25. Okay. Okay. So you that's know, you know, very that's, good value. That's, you know, I mean, that's what really I mean, and we provide and all, all we provide all the things for art, and we buy everything. So that all they want to do is bring their bring their lunch lunches. They've the two. They've a small break and a big break, just like school, Mm-mm. and put on sun cream if it's going to be sunny. Oh, very good. Yeah. very good. And, and so you and have you got a sufficient number of volunteers? There as Thank well? God we have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God. Like I always get. Oh, every year I get nearly heart palpitations because some people say they'll yeah. do it and then mm-hmm. they can't yeah. and I said Lord look please just provide but for he me knows, he knows what he's doing. so he does you know he does he puts me to the pin of my collar very good <laughs> so what would you say to some parent out there now who might be thinking yeah you know it might be a bad idea what would you say well to I can guarantee you if they come one year they'll be coming the second year and That's you see what's happening now is that the, the, the children that have come from the very beginning are now volunteers mm, yeah that's the other side of it so that's huge like and you see, I, I, I want, like, the, we've had great volunteers that have come in from outside, but I want to try and keep it local, you know. Yes. And mm. uh, there's a great girl in, in Dua, Geraldine O'Callaghan, she just got married there two weeks ago, but she's she's working in Tarbert and she's she's brought gorgeous girls to me from Tarbert. Oh, my God, they were so, they're so mm-hmm. wonderful, you know. And they're, if they can come, they come year on year. And um, they're such an asset to, to, to the camp. Now, I've got great local people as well, brilliant girls locally, mm. you know. And there's a few fellas as well. There's a lovely um, man coming from Causeway. He's a father of six children. He's taking a week off work well done. This, 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 this week, this year, and coming to me. And he's going to be um, overseeing sport. And his sister, Olive Dunnigan, comes and does... You know the um, the, lit- the 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 they do the liturgy with the children explaining all about the monster. Uh, the I Good met, Shepherd. I think I met her. Yes, yeah, uh, it's the the, the, li- the ministry uh, of the Good Shepherd. Yes, yeah, the catechesis good. of the okay. Good Shepherd. Yeah, so she she takes she takes time off work as well. You know. I was supposed to contact Olive after the last one, but I'll well, I'll, I'll give you I'll her I'll number I'll after this program now. So anyway, but the bottom line is, it's on um, again. The Monday, days. the 29th of July to, mm. uh, to to Friday to Thursday, August the first. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah. And again, if uh, the, your contact details are in the are on uh, the, the observer. observer. And if you want to text the programme here, 87 I'll pass on the message to Martinez. 87 mm-hmm. 
Now, you're involved in that, but you're involved in a few more things. You mentioned the Camp Veritas. Mm-hmm. What is Camp Veritas? <laughs> Camp Veritas is like, an ad- well, I won't say an adult, but it's a teen Abbey Field. Uh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so, the, I, I, so the uh, age group here? Roughly? The age group is from 12 to 18. And how did you find out about this? Well, one of my volunteers last year that came to me her daughter volunteered and she spoke about it uh, and, and she said, Martina, it is outstanding. So I said, right, I booked my two in okay, this okay, year. Okay. So it was just last week in Clangoeswood College in County Kildare. Oh, John, you should see the place. It's mm. it's like three castles put mm. together mm. and it's 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 an American model. It was um, launched in 2008 by um, a, a man called Ryan Young. And this is what this is what Cardinal Dolan, you know, Cardinal Dolan, oh, he yeah. speaks on Egyptian, like a big uh, York, hearty yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. So mm. this is what he says that the mm. mission of Convertus is about. Imagine hundreds of teens in a rigorous daily routine of prayer, daily mass and holy, holy hours, catechesis, daily presentations of the essentials of our Catholic faith and the sacraments, daily mass, an opportunity for confession. Who, uh, and, and all these young people uh, love it, enjoy it and wind up coming back year on year. Add swimming, sports, friendship, an attractive outdoor and setting. And what do you have? Fun faith. Wow. Mm. So, um, like, the, the, it's, the Camphertus, um provides a journey to Christ. Okay. Uh, and a deeper understanding of Catholic faith through uh, an intense immersion with other teens. And, like, I think that's the key, really. Do you know the way... With the best will in the world, you might have a very good priest in a parish and oh, yeah. you might say a very mm. fervent mass on Sunday. Mm. But like when you only catch them for the, for the 45 yeah. minutes, on a, it's very mm. difficult just to, 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 to fire, fire up the flame that's within their hearts, you know. So um, like they had they had T-shirts with Camphertus on and they, they had this thing. Um, there is a God and I'm not him. And I was thinking. What's that catchphrase mm-hmm, about? Mm-hmm. So anyway, my son explained it to me. They, they had a kind of a little monologue going. OK. So there is a God and I'm not him. And then they said, what are we? OK. Disciples. OK. Right. OK. And what is the objective of our life? Heaven. Uh-huh. If it's not, we're wasting our time. So yeah, that kind yeah, of yeah, okay, it, it sums up the ethos yeah. of the camp, you mm-hmm. know. Um so it starts on Monday afternoon about five o'clock. They have supper after they um, sign in and then they have talks and prayer and singing and free time. They do kickball, volleyball, GA, basketball, frisbee competition. My son is mm. saying I'm a professional frisbee uh, uh. thrower now, ma'am. So this is residential. It's residential. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, now this is another thing that it's on their Facebook page, actually, if you if you go under Camphertus Facebook book page mm. uh, if go- this is a quote from one of our pr- one of their priests if going to mass doesn't impact your Monday morning your Friday night or anything else in between you do outside the 45 minutes you spend on Sunday morning something is wrong is missing, yeah. mm. so you play hard at Camp Virtus and you pray hard at Camp Virtus. and then you have faith friends and fellowship what could be better but they also went to uh, a day to um, Glendalough they they oh, had double okay. decker buses and they took hundreds of the children down to there was that many yeah okay. there was about three hundred above sure wow yeah and um, they did a hike for two and a half two hours how did you find out about this again did you say they went with a girl um, Catherine Kirby her daughter uh, she um, 
she was she volunteered the previous year. How come the rest of us in the world don't know? I don't know. Well, I just things. googled it straight away because I said I'll forget. So, and then it's it's kind of a tedious thing to kind of um, put in like when you have to they 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 go into an almighty amount of detail when you're filling up the enrollment. Mm. For all sorts of, you know, uh, medications and all the rest. But like, um, I mean, the, like in fairness, I we were up then for the last mass on the Saturday morning. Um, Bishop Nulty said it. OK, yeah, yeah. Very impressed. Mm-hmm. I have to say, mm-hmm. I thought he was fantastic. You know, one of the things he said at the mass was he prayed for this special intention. He said, you know, um, some for we'll pray now for you, mm. young people, when you go home. Your some of your friends won't get your fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, mm, 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 and mm. it's so true. Yeah, because they like they some of them were come. They were all bawling, crying, leaving, hugging each other, and because of the relationship that had been yeah. built up, mm. and they 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 slept in dorms and so they had great fun. Oh, exactly, know? but but then you see that's the other thing about living your faith with other people who are living their faith. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You see oh. that there's no doubt about it. Like you know, this this is the. I think this is the model that that's going to work, you know. Mm-mm. Yeah, and I mean the thing is year on year, like um, uh, the the people are coming back year on year. And I mean, I actually the, the first girl I met inside, she was the one of the um, cu- counselors they're called the teenage, mm-hmm. the, the older people, like the volunteers. So I said, um, "Is this your first year as a as a counselor?" No, she said, "I was here as a participant last year, but she said I'm back this year. I'm old enough to be a counselor." Wow! 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 Yeah. You might be able to give me contact details again I, I, I maybe can really? test later yeah. on and then we might be able to, to get them to come and talk to us. Mm-hmm. One last thing I want to ask you about and then I might give you a break. Um, you know something all about Children's Adoration. Remind me again. Oh yeah. Uh, well, Children's Adoration was, was started with uh, Antoinette Moynihan mm-hmm. who's from County Meath and it's going from strength to strength. It's gone to Scotland and England and oh. Malta and America and there's a DVD, instruction DVD gone to as far as Australia. And she was on with Jim and Joy Pinto on EWTN. On EWTN, yeah. Yeah, during mm-hmm. the, the last couple of months. And, um, yeah, it's there. I mean, it's gone. It's nearly in every county in Ireland now, I'd say, at this stage, you know. North and south. And is it locally? I mean, or how can children participate in it? Well, they, it's only it's uh, like it's first communion class, you see. Okay. And there has to be uh, well, first of all, if if you want to introduce it into your parish, you have to talk to your priest. Okay. But and then Antoinette or Aoife will come down and do the first presentation, and uh, the the initial presentation is about an hour in a classroom, and then, and uh, they're brought over either to the church or the adoration is done in the school, depending on on okay. the distance between the school and the church. So again, if there's listeners uh, to our programme who are um, very much involved with Eucharistic Adoration, maybe they might contact the programme again and maybe Martina can get you in touch mm-hmm. with how you can, mm-hmm. which again, text us 87 You do an awful lot of work for young people, God bless you. Well, no, Johnny, it's the Lord's work. You're looking as young as ever. (laughs) You know what we'll do? We might take a break and and give you a rest for a second. Mm -hmm. You picked a very lively one. I did. It's by... It's called 10,000 Reasons by Matt Redmond. I think it's lovely. One of my favourites. Oh, it's gorgeous one. Let's let's, let's, let's listen to this. So 
worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul. I worship Your holy name. The sun comes up; it's a new day dawn. It's time to sing. Your song again. Whatever may pass and whatever lies before me, let me be singing when the evening comes. Bless the. Yeah.